My name is Mark Whiteside from Glasgow, Scotland, and from the Bob Varley Studios in Orlando, Florida. You're listening to the Dis Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of August 3rd, 2011. I'm John Magi, and I'll be your host this week. And I'm joined in the studio by what can only be described as a subset of our Orlando team. We have Max Eccles doing something that I'm not sure what he's doing over there with his iPhone. Oh, ew. Kathy Whirling, <laughs> Teresa Eccles, Scott Smith, Kevin Close, and Kathleen Bobbitt back in the uh, peanut gallery this week. Pete Werner, Walter Eccles, Corey Martin, and Julie Martin are all on a backstage magic adventure by Adventures by Disney trip. Pete is planning a to record a segment while he's away, similar to what he did last time on the bus. So hopefully we'll get that in time to either plop it into the show or be a separate uh, segment. A lot of plopping. <laughs> yeah, really. You've plopped several times. What have I plopped? <laughs> We're going to plop in an intro. We're going to plop in Pete's That's segment. secret. You're not supposed to be talking about that on the air. Oh, you sorry. ruined it. Doesn't it start with it? <laughs> yeah, really. It's already been plopped. It's going to plop at the beginning. <laughs> if anyone out there wants to come and join the roundtable, I'm going to be getting rid of a few people this week. Should we go now? So in any event, we're hopeful have, they'll have that segment and they will uh, have that done so we can either put it into the show or we can play it as a separate segment for you. On this week's show, Kevin Close has a restaurant review of Ariel's Grotto in Disney's California Adventure. Teresa Eccles tells us about the Disney youth program that her girls attended last week. Kathy Rowling talks to us about the updated lights, motor, action uh, stunt show at Disney's Hollywood studio now with Steve McQueen. <laughs> close. <laughs> wow. I love Steve McQueen. They dig him up or what? It's like a duel. I wish he was there. It's oh. Lightning McQueen. I was being so. Oh. Uh, and also our... Disneyland team has a whole podcast for you as well. All that plus, we have Roundtable Rapid Fire, the news, and much, much more on this week's show. Uh, before we get started, I want to uh, just say that if you couldn't figure it out, if you didn't figure it out, we are playing the show intros um, that we've asked folks to send in as part of our fifth anniversary uh, going into our sixth year. If you would like to record a show intro, please feel free to do so and send us to us send it to us at podcast at wdwinfo.com and hopefully we'll get a chance to play it on the air. This last one came to us from Mark Whiteside in Scotland. Great accent. It's a great accent. That's why mm-hmm. I picked that one. I thought, oh, it's a cool accent and he's kinda of far away. So have you listened to any of the others? I have. They're listened, fun. They are fun. My issue was a lot of them are doing introducing Pete as the host. And since I wasn't the host this week... Oh, I never thought about that. I wanted to pick one that was just a straight intro. So thanks, Mark, for recording that. You did a great job. Um, please send them in. We've got a bunch of them, but if we want to do them once a week for each of the yeah. news rapid-fire shows... 52 years or whatever. 52 weeks. Years. We're not, <laughs> not going to have enough to cover 52 years, that's for sure. All right, let's get started with some housekeeping. Who has something they want to talk about? I do. Just off the top of my head. Teresa. Um, just a little note about the heat down here. Um, we were out in Universal Studios Sunday, and unbearably hot. Obviously, we're in Orlando. Stella was uh, kind of overcome with it. She 
said she had a headache and five minutes later she turned white as a sheet and we went to the first aid station which i'd never been to before and use these people if you need them because it was a wonderful experience when going from you think your child's going to pass out and get sick too. She's laying in a nice little air-conditioned room with little beds, and they let you stay as long as you want. It's just, I'm just, I just want to get it out there. If you need it, all the parks have them, whether it be Universal or Disney. It's a good, uh, take a it, good thing. Take advantage of that, but also just be forewarned. It is brutal here. It mm-hmm. is brutal. We were outside a lot the other day. I was out doing some running around, and at one point, I felt kind of nauseous. I had. A, go in the store and sit down and have a bottle of water and stuff it's really hot it sneaks up on you too so it does you think you know and especially in the parks if you're going to in cool rides and cool attractions and then come back out in the heat and it just gets you and takes you down sure quick you have to drink even if you're not thirsty mm-hmm. yeah just keep drinking yeah Agreed. anyway i just want to tell anybody about that because i'd never been in one of the first day stations before they do a really great job they do it's amazing. Thank you, Teresa. Anybody else have some housekeeping they want to talk about? I have one. I have several. This is about the Give Kids the World updates. We had the event in Pittsburgh was this past weekend. They raised over $650. There's a, a wow. thread about it up on the um, podcast board. So go look. It looked like there was a lot of kids enjoying the uh, that were dressed in costume that were there to see Cinderella and the other characters from the show. So they had a great time. Oh, I saw those pictures. Those are great. Yeah. So thank you, Pittsburgh, for supporting the charity. And we have some information on one in Texas, in Grapevine, Texas, October 1st. It's going to be at the Westwood Center in the Texas Room in Grapevine, Texas. And there's a thread about that up on the disboards too. It's from 11 to 3. So um, it'll have all the contact information. So go out and support the Give Kids the World effort in Texas. We love that people are doing this, that they're setting up their own events and they're being creative about it to raise money for Give Kids the World. Um, we're going to try to help out as much as we can with donating items and stuff, but we want people to understand that there's a lot going on that you know we may not be able to help you out with every event but if you think you want some help write to podcast at wdwinfo.com and we'll see what we can do i mean teresa's got some extra kids that she can probably <laughs> give away or something like that yeah i could which ones <laughs> would you give away first probably the ones that eat the most <laughs> she's looking at max <laughs> but max cooks He's he cooks he cooks oh, now hey, we max, get cook. out of the kitchen and rattle them pots and pans really? we had snacks last week <laughs> Just their tastefully simple stuff. Go get it. He has no mic, oh. poor thing. Oh. <laughs> He's that's, mute. That's poor by thing. design. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this works. For some reason, Pete has locked up all of that stuff. It's nowhere to be found in the house. So He took it with him. I think he took it with him. His easy bake oven. All right. Uh, anything else, Kathy? Any other ones you want to mention? No, there's a, a sticky up on the um, podcast board where all the events are. I know there was somebody the other day that was having some kind of a party and wanted to do something with lollipops and sayings to help. I think it was for a birthday party or something that she wanted to have some sayings so, so then instead of donating for the kid's birthday, they could give to give kids the world in, instead. So there's lots of great ideas. There's other meets going on in different states. I think there's one they're trying to do in Virginia. Iowa. Uh, I saw a thread about Iowa, too. Tennessee. So you've got some ideas if you've got some extra time check out those threads and help us all out 
Lots of opportunity. Virginia, out there. did you say Virginia? Mm-hmm. Are you checking out the thread now to find it? No. Oh. Yes, Virginia. Excellent. Thank you, Kathy. Um, anybody else have a housekeeping? I was going to mention, uh, hopefully anyone who is planning a trip here this weekend or is here on vacation is watching the weather. But uh, there is a hurricane barreling towards us. Really? Yeah. It, right now it's a tropical storm. <sighs> okay, first of all, <laughs> we shouldn't use words like barreling towards well, us. Well, <laughs> it's moving. I'm just saying, it, it, right now the forecast has it moving off right, to the north right. before it gets to us, but that could change. So right. just Is it a hurricane it. now? No, it's a tropical storm. storm. But it, Does it, it have a name? Elliot? Emily. Ellie. Emily. Emily. Yes. Cue the crisis the, music. Exactly. <laughs> you got to be real careful, only because these things, you don't know what they're going to do. You don't know where, gonna, where they're going to go. They have it going off the coast, so we don't want to scare people away. No. But no. you have to, be, have to take precautions. Um, it yeah, Supposedly, it might affect Castaway Key for this upcoming cruise. Because even if it's not going towards Castaway Key, it could create enough of a storm surge and a swell to affect people actually being able to stop at Castaway Key. Just being too windy. Right. Ooh, the people next door got a croquet set. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> That's nice. Sorry. We should get blinds and shades in here. All right. Thanks for that, Scott. Uh, I have a housekeeping. We want to just mention again that we have an event coming up in December. For those of you who don't know, it's our December... 2011 Dizapalooza and we're going to be renting out the Wizarding World of Harry Potter December 10th, 2011 and um, I mentioned this last week, we still have a couple of spots left, it's really filling up fast, only a few left, but Kathleen and I had a chance to go out to walk the um, walk the area and talk about where we wanted stuff set up and how we wanted the event to flow um, because we, you know, last year we had a certain last time we did it, we had a certain place where we wanted to stand and how we wanted to greet our guests. So we wanted to do the similar thing with them and explain it to them. First, I've got to say this is the first time I've been there. I have not seen mm. the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Really? Not first time I have seen it. So what'd you think? Awesome. I have not. We did not go on any rides. We just walked around and looked at it. What an incredibly themed area that they have created over there. Absolutely fantastic. Even if you don't want to go on the rides, it's going to be so cool to have a Christmas party there. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. the snow under the... Uh, I hope yeah. it gets cold. I yeah, I hope so. Hope yeah. A little nip in the air or something. So that impressed me. I was just totally blown away. I was also blown away by the folks who at Universal who are helping us out. Um, nothing was out of the question. Nothing was out of the ordinary. It, yes, 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 we can do it. We can do it. Um, we're going to do like we did last year, where the team is going to wait at the entrance. Oh, that'll be nice. To Harry Potter, and then the folks will all be brought in at once. So that's going to be a nice thing. Again. Can you say which way are we? There's only one entrance. I didn't know that. There's only one entrance to the to the area, which is by the train station. Right, just one, just one main entrance. When I asked her, well, I said, "Can people come in and out through the back of the park?" And she said, "No, there's no entrance there." Well, which is the entrance? Out through by Mythos or over by Jurassic Park? Mythos. Yeah. Normally, it's, normally it's both. You can come in from the yeah. other side. The other it's going to be closed for our event. Okay. okay, that's what. Okay. I was under the impression it was closed for good because there was. I said, "How do people get out there?" And she said, "They don't." And Kathleen agrees with me. Maybe they've changed it. Oh, it was yeah. only designed that other entrance by Jurassic Park was designed to be a temporary entrance. But maybe if there's enough traffic, they use it. But oh, wait a minute. I there was there Sunday. Giant, there seemed to be a giant wall there. Did you go back that way? 
No, that's when we were running to the first aid section. We went past over this little bridge. Well, I need to ask my husband that because they were back there. Now, we were told when we were there that uh, they have changed the way they bring people into the park. Now they actually monitor how many people go in, where before they had allowed too many to go in and made it uncomfortable for the people. So they were monitoring that by only going in through that one path. And there was a queue set up with a... um whatever their term for a cast member is. Team member. Team member, clicking off people as they go in. Um, A couple of other things that really impressed me, besides the area itself and the people we were working with, we got there before park opened, Mm. which didn't make me happy. But there were... I was cranky. You were awake. (laughs) Did you notice he didn't mention me in this this, this trip? (laughs) Before the park opened, but resort guests were allowed in. At that time, she said there was 1,500 people in this area. And it seemed okay. It didn't seem terribly hmm. crazy, but it was people were mulling around and there were people waiting. As we were leaving, the park had opened. And I said, tell me how many people are in here now. And she said, 2,500. Our 700, it's going to be incredible. We're going to have the oh, whole great. place yeah. to ourselves. It's going to be comfortable, huh? It's going to be so wide and so open. Yeah, it's going to be very comfortable, and the weather is going to be awesome. The day that we were there, we almost melted. Yeah, it was hard. But <laughs> it was early morning. But still, it was hot. It was <laughs> 85. We had on long pants. Yeah, we had on long pants, too. He came home with a rash. <laughs> <laughs> it burned his skin. It was 85 degrees <laughs> Getting some details. in the morning. I know. I don't know what he's talking about. The long pants. He doesn't usually wear long pants. So it's always gonna... much more fun when you explain it. Okay. So we're going to have um, the drinks, the non-alcoholic drinks will be included, right? Kathleen got to taste butterbeer. Did you like it? Did I you eat frozen? frozen I or? No, I didn't do the frozen oh. one. I did the regular one. And it was pretty good. Um, I'm <laughs> she, trying to be nice about liar. it. <laughs> and, but I am going to try the frozen, frozen one. Frozen is better, I yeah. think. I didn't like the regular one. Yeah, I had the regular one. It went right in the trash. But the she had a cup of it, and it had a little frothy head to it. And she would sip on it and sip on it. But the froth kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. It kept it's like it's magic. It keeps refilling itself or something. Did you try the pumpkin juice? No. Don't. No. Really? No, we were no. with somebody on Sunday who just loved it. Oh, really? No. But I looked at the ingredients. There's like apple juice and other things in there, too, not just pumpkin. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try it frozen, but I didn't, you know, pumpkin's not my big thing anyway, so. <laughs> at that time in the morning, there was already a two-hour wait for the wand experience. Wow. So... Um, if you're coming to the event and you want your kid to experience the wand experience, I think that's going to be a lot faster, a lot easier to get yeah. through. Plus, with everybody being on the rides and stuff. Really looking forward to it. It's really a great section. It's really going to be a lot of fun, I think. So we're going to be standing there as they come in, huh? Yep. Well, one of the things that the, the one of our guides was telling us is at night, it's, it's much more nicer. That uh, in the daytime you can't always see everything, but at night it comes very clear. So I'm looking forward to seeing the things that they pointed out. I'm not telling anybody what they are. They said there's some surprises and some secrets that happen only at night because the windows are lit and the lamp lights are yeah, lit. Okay. You can only take, you can only experience experience those at night. Wow! I've been there ask my husband. Day, he yeah. works there at night. Sure, yeah, he, with me. Yeah, but he works there at night as part of a maintenance crew. I'm sure all the floodlights are on and it's all, all you know lit up. <laughs> He said he the music the plays all night. Really? I would yeah. imagine it does. He wears earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also they said something. This could be the first year. They're not 100% sure. This could be the first year that the Wizarding World of Harry Potter will have Christmas decorations up. Ooh. Oh. That's cool. They've seen some of the things that are on order. 
and they hope that they can be able to get them in time to decorate that area. It's going to be period appropriate. Yeah, you know? well, that would be cool. They're well, not reusing those old Grinchmas ornaments? No, they're not throwing the Grinchmas <laughs> in there. Well, the place looks already, you know, by itself looks Christmassy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so to add to it, it's going to really make it look nice. We are going to have a DJ. Wow. So we can tell them what kind of music we want them to play, if we want it just to be Christmas music or we want to have dance music or whatever we want. We're not going to have it keeping with the theme that they play Harry Potter music well, or something? the background music's always going to be the same. Okay. As it is throughout the thing. But the DJ is going to play whatever we want him to play. Hmm. My vote's for the Lennon Sisters Christmas album. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Perry Como. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it now. It really got me excited. Once seeing, I saw the spot, once I saw what it looked like, and I'm really, really excited about it. Even just to have to say this is where our Christmas party is going to be held, I think it's going to be really cool. So, All right, that was my very long housekeeping. Anybody else have anything before we move on? All right, we're going to move on to the news, and Kathy has been very, very nice to agree to read my news stories this week, so take it away, Kathy. And he didn't give me any with lots of numbers in it. Good. Jennings Osborne dies at 67. I didn't realize that's all, all the older he was. He's a wealthy Arkansas philanthropist whose fascination with Christmas displays and love for his only daughter led him to transform his suburban home into a 3.2 million light yuletide extravaganza and inspired similar celebrations at Walt Disney World and Graceland. He died July 27 at a hospital in Little Rock. He had complications from heart surgery that took place in April. Mr. Osborne, who resembled Santa Claus, was a self-made multimillionaire who gave away much of his fortune to charity. A microbiologist by training, he opened a prescription drug testing laboratory in 1968 that grew to become one of the premier human trial research facilities in the industry. Yet it, it was his Christmas spectacle, garish to some, festival to others, and blinding to all, that brought him nationwide popularity. He began his annual display in 1986 at the request of his daughter, who was born after his wife's fifth miscarriage. Initially, he struck up modest decorations on a wall that bordered his two-acre property in Little Rock. Each year, however, his display grew exponentially. Big word. I think it's supposed to be exponentially. Okay. You said it better than I can. At its peak, it included a huge glowing globe, a flashing Santa sleigh, and a flickering 70-foot Christmas tree that the self-titled King of White Trash had erected on top of his 22,000-square-foot home. The nightly show reportedly burned so bright that pilots could see Mr. Osborne's house from 80 miles away. An Arkansas Power and Light spokesman told the Washington Post in 1993 that Mr. Osborne's display in December used as much electricity as the average Little Rock home consumes in an entire year. In 1991, Mr. Osborne flipped on his display and blew out a transformer, darkening park part of his neighborhood a la Chevy Chase in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. After that, the power company assigned his home its own transformer. Every December, Mr. Osborne's decorations attracted as many as 30,000 visitors, including past Arkansas governors Bill Clinton and Mike Huckabee. In 1993, a group of neighbors filed a lawsuit calling his display a public nuisance. Mr. Osborne lost the case and had to take down most of his decorations. He appealed the decision to the Arkansas Supreme Court to no avail. He then appealed to the United States Supreme Court, which refused to hear his case. Not long afterward, 
Mr. Osborne was contacted by Disney executives who wanted to continue his tradition. The company sent four 18-wheelers and Mickey Mouse to his home to pick up more than two million lights. Many of his decorations still shine every Christmas season in Orlando as part of the Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights. William Jennings Bryan Osborne Jr. was born September 21, 1943 in Fort, Fort Smith, Arkansas. He was a graduate of the University of Arkansas at Little Rock, where he studied medical technology and microbiology. He sold his research company in 2004 for $24 million. Wow. Survivors include his wife of 45 years, Mitzi, I'm not going to say the middle name, Osborne, and his daughter, Allison Brianne Breezy Osborne Wingfield, both of Little Rock and a sister. Breezy? I was under the impression that he still consulted with Disney on the lights. I yeah. thought so, too. Can you hear that? I thought he had been. He's way younger than I thought. Yeah. I figured it to be some, you know. But this is one of those stories that it just always reminds me, like, if your neighbors hadn't complained, look, we wouldn't have this attraction really? at Disney. And since we're talking about people who have died, I don't think we mentioned last week that Ranger Stan at the Wilderness Lodge died. As I get blank looks from everybody. Not, well, I know who he is now because yeah. you told me. Mm-hmm. But that's sad. That's a loss. Yeah. That's a he loss was for- he was the Wilderness Lodge. Every time you went in there, he smiled and always was willing to you know tell you a little story. And he gave a great tour of the Wilderness Lodge. And after I had done it, I I said to him, I said, you know, you're awesome. I said, you're what every cast member should be. And he got like a little tear in his eye. And Aww. you and you could tell. Th- that he understood that, yeah. th- that he was touched that wasn't part of the act but um he was 83 he just retired two years ago so he was still working for disney he was 81 years old so i just read this morning that lucille ball would be have been 100 this coming saturday wow wow speaking of people who have passed she yeah. died at 87 in 1980 or she died at 77 in 1986 you know and the older i get it it just seems like when you hear some of these ages oh that's not very old but right. when you're a you know when you're a young kid you're that like wow they're ancient Ready for the second news story? We are. Disney partners with Chiquita on produce. The Walt Disney Company announced it will offer Chiquita Brands International Incorporated products at Walt Disney World Resort in Florida and on the Disney Cruise Line. This is yet another step in Chiquita's efforts to improve world nutrition by extending distribution of our healthy, fresh products. Now to include the world's favorite vacation destination, said CEO Fernando Aguirre in a press release. Our efforts for world domination, apparently. Really? <laughs> Through bananas. I mean, They're I, not growing all that stuff in the land anymore? You're right. I mean, haven't they always had Chiquita bananas? I thought so, too. That's the little woman with the little Chiquita banana. I'm Chiquita fruit hat, banana. Right? Yeah. yeah. I love those commercials. Anything you do that gets Kathy to sing is a good I thing. Know. <laughs> Chiquita bananas and fresh express salads will be sold throughout the resort and cruise lines. Cincinnati-based Chiquita also will sponsor the tropical fruit-themed crush and gusher at typhoon lagoon and the living with the land attraction which will focus on teaching guests about proper nutrition according to the release the fruit and vegetable provider will also take part in run disney series of marathons and half marathon events held throughout the year gotta run for your fruit so Mm -hmm. does this is this going to be a new attraction at living with the land or are they sponsoring a current 
I don't think they sponsor anything in there now. I mean, I haven't seen anything. That Maybe they're going to do away with that symbiosis thing. Or the Circle of Life movie. Now, but is, Living with the Land is the boat oh, ride. Right. Yeah. Oh. I'm so confused. Because it sounds like they're going to now sponsor the Crushing Gusher, which apparently needs a sponsor. Well, apparently, yeah. Apparently, it's it's supposed to be like a fruit packing warehouse is what Crushing Gusher is supposed to be. Oh. So, fruit packing warehouse. Yeah. And it was like destroyed in the the hurricane or the flood or, you know, whatever created Typhoon Lagoon. If you look at the pictures of crushing, if you look at the pictures of crushing gusher, there's like all kind of stuff. There's like a tractor up there. Yeah. But the thing is, most people don't bother looking at it as they're trudging up with their. And as far as living with the land, maybe they're going to put a sign by the banana trees. <laughs> I don't. Know. Disney is trying to bring out more healthy foods, though. You got to give yeah. them that. I mean, you got your Disney carrot. attractions. It's a long standing history that Disney attractions had sponsors. Mm-hmm. So now they've got um, cranberries from Ocean Spray, yeah. and now they've got bananas. Pretty soon we'll have like a whole fruit salad. Yeah. <laughs> That's Where's the French fry sponsor? Yeah, really. <laughs> okay, and our last story is the premier package sold out for Universal's Harry Potter event. We talked about that last week, wasn't it? Within hours of going yes, on sale... The premiere package for Universal's A Celebration of Harry Potter Films at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter have sold out. The event will take place November the 11th through the 13th at Universal Studios at Universal Orlando's Islands of Adventure theme park. And the uh, celebration package gets you an autograph session with cast members. That's only for the premiere package. You get questions and answer sessions with cast members. And they're going to have a session with the filmmakers. They're going to have screenings of all eight Harry Potter films at the Cineplex there um, with IMAX. And the weekend culminates with a spectacular private gala evening event on Sunday, November the 13th, including food and beverages, live entertainment, and cast member appearances. That is only for the premiere package, so if you don't have the premiere package, you're out of luck for that one. The $369 celebration package is still available. What do you get with that? For $699, you got per it's $699 per adult. You got a four night. That was the premiere. The premiere. Yeah. The what do you get with the one that's still available? One that's still that available. was the one I just. Oh, read. that's the one that's still available. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that's still available. Except you don't get the autograph session with cast members, and you don't get to go to the gala. But you get to do all the other things. You get Three, to see them. 369 per adult plus tax gets you four-night hotel accommodations, three-day base ticket, early park admission, uh, reservations to one in-park cast member question and answer session, a commemorative pin, a Blu-ray set of Harry Potter films, and a CityWalk party pass. Who's the cast member? We don't know. They don't know. That's part of what the problem is and what some of these uh, Harry Potter uh, fan sites are saying is that you know how much who's going to be there yeah because I mean it depends on who's going to be there whether it's November 11th or the 13th well it's not going to be Daniel Radcliffe if he's still in New York at that point yeah and they said specifically it won't be J.K. Rowling so I don't think it's going to be Radcliffe I don't think it's going to be Rowling I don't think it's going to be Maggie Smith sorry Kevin I don't think it's going to be. Maybe it's going to be the little redheaded dude. He seems to Weezer. show up for a lot of Weezer? stuff. What's his name? Not Weezer. No. Weasley. Um, Weasley. Ron. Ron Weasley. <laughs> um, 
but part of the problem is, is people are saying, I want to sign up for this, but I don't know who's going to be there. Is it yeah. going to be worth it for me to go if it's just you know someone I don't know from the films? But if That's the true. premiere package sold out, I guess there's a lot of people that really don't care. Because of that party. Yeah. And people could come to that party a lot cheaper. With us. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we still have room. Just saying. Right? And John will let you see his wand. <laughs> oh! <laughs> not what I mean by the wand experience. Good lord. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to attend. And hopefully that's the end of the news. Yes, that is the Thank end you, of the Kathy. news. Thank you, Kathy. Let's move on to rapid fire. Who'd like to go first? I will. Oh. Hang on. I gotta move all the stuff. Do you know that after the news we do the rapid fire, right? I didn't know I was going first. <laughs> Did he just volunteer to go first? Go ahead, Kevin. ABD has uh, will be announcing their new dates and rates and itineraries August thirtieth. But we uh, attended a seminar the other evening at the Grand Floridian, and we do have some sneak previews for people. Uh, Adventures by Disney is going to be offering a Greek Odyssey adventure with stops in Athens, Delphi, Santorini, and Crete. They're also going to be offering a new Australia adventure. It's my understanding that this will not replace the other Australian adventure, but will be offered in addition, and that is going to visit North Queensland, Ayers Rock, Sydney, and Tasmania. Tasmania being the big addition to this. And the third adventure that we heard about was something called Esprit de France, which will visit Giverny, which is the home of Monet. You'll be able to visit his studio and his home. Le Mans. Uh, the Loire Valley, Normandy, Paris, and Versailles. Uh, uh, two nights in Paris. There will be two nights. Uh, you'll be able to add two nights at Disneyland Paris if you'd like to do this. The addition for the Le Mans was funny because they said we have added that so that um, the husbands will have something to do. I would gonna, be there in a heartbeat. They go that. into the race car museum and things like that. So that's pretty cool. I think these sound great. I do too. I want to do Greece. I'd like to do the the one that visited, visits Normandy. Yeah, I agree with you. So I think this, these sound like great adventures. If you're interested in any of these adventures, as I say, Adventures by Disney is not releasing all of their details until August 30th, but you can always reach me at Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. I have some folks who are already interested in signing up, and we're starting a list. So... Let me know. We also talked about this before, but one of the other things they made official, quote-unquote, at this meeting is their um, loyalty program. And I forget what they're calling it. They're not calling it a loyalty program. It's a returning guest program. Right. And if you tell them a little bit what they talked about. Well, they're talking about the fact that returning guests, if you've done two adventures or more so far, that transportation from your home airport... From your home. From your home to the airport, and when you return from your adventure from the airport back to your home will be included as one of the things. There's some other things that they're talking about, so it's a nice thing. It's sort of working along the lines of DCL's Castaway Key Club. And I thought it was really nice that, you know, you you could tell that they are listening. So if people have, you know, feedback... I'm sure ABD would love to hear it because that's how some of this stuff came about. We also have to take into account that ABD is only five years old at mm-hmm. this point, five or six years old. So it's a, it's a growing process. Each year they've added new trips. There was a, 
a little bit of a misstep a couple of years ago where they added a whole bunch of trips all at once that had to um, there weren't enough people to fill them the economy had started to turn at the time so they canceled a lot of it and they understand that that was a bit of a black eye on their part but they've really started to um, strengthen this program and add new things and you're right take customer feedback and sort of make these better experiences for everybody. I think that's true of DCL, too. I think Disney Cruise Line really listened to guests, and that's why we have Alaska, and that's why we have different itinerary mm-hmm. from Texas now and New York. I think we got to give Disney credit where credit's due. They really listen to their guests, and they put out these new and different destinations and itineraries. However, there's always the you can't please all the people all the time. That's always going to be true. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And this is, this is a growing business. This is... Um, they're, they're still, yeah, as I say, even though it's five or six years old, they're still sort of in a growing phase. And it seems that Greece has pleased a lot of the people on our boards. There was a discussion on where everybody wanted to go, and that seemed to be one of the places that intrigued people the most. And from, again, I don't want to give details of it because the details were kind of cursory at this event, but it sounds like a fantastic trip. And I would say if you're ever in any doubt ask somebody who's taken an abd trip because i think everybody i've talked to they they had a great great adventure great time i think pretty much well kathy Teresa, scott john and i max and kathleen haven't experienced it yet everybody comes back telling me it's the best vacation they've ever had Mm -hmm. uh you're kind of coddled while you're away there are guides that will take care of pretty much anything you need uh you don't have to handle your luggage. You're treated with five-star service for the most part. And it's it's just a great, great, great vacation. And it's a great way to see exotic places inside that comfort of a, a Disney run trip. We've sort of grown accustomed to trusting Disney with theme parks and cruise lines. This is a chance to trust Disney to take you to other parts of the world. We leave for London and Paris in less than a month. Our, wow. they, our adventure actually starts uh, a month from today. Mm. Very cool. We're very excited about our that. Our departure date is under the, th- the month mark. Awesome. So. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Scott, what about you? Do you have a rapid fire for us? Yeah, I just wanted to mention we went to, uh, Christina and I went to Dave and Buster's last week, and it was awesome. I don't know if, I, I know they're all over the country, at least I think they are. Um, so if you've been, this one is very similar. Of course, it's brand new, so it's very nice inside. And all of the games actually work, which is a Where plus. Where is this? Uh, it's on iDrive, um, just about across the street from uh, Point Orlando. You know where Race Rock used to be, where they had the big gun uh-huh. truck? It's that. It's there. Yeah, they ripped that I was down. just going to say, that whole building was torn down, so that's what they mm-hmm. put in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was Caruso's before it was Race Rock, and it was an Italian-themed, uh, an Italian restaurant with an opera theme. I wonder mm. why that didn't work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So is this, it sounds to me like a Chuck E. Cheese, is that? It's geared more towards adults. <laughs> it's Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese, cheese for beer. Adults. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Chuck E. Cheese they for have, They have a full liquor bar um, with a happy hour. It, they have a restaurant area where you can get seated, and the food is actually really good. Everything that I've had there, it's a little pricey. But it's it seems like it's really good quality. Is it pricey in terms of other, you know, uh, vacation... Um, no, it's about on par with something you'd find at Disney. Anything in yeah. the International Drive area type Pretty of much. thing, yeah. Yeah, but then, you know, they have a ton of arcade games, and they have a lot of games where you win tickets, and then they have a prize room where you can go 
spend your ticket. Like so a bowling it, alley, yeah. Yeah, so kids have a lot of fun. There, there are plenty of kids running around playing games, but adults have fun. They're pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Are they really? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of David. Really? We yeah. went to oh, one yeah. years ago in Atlanta and had a good time. I had a friend who lived in Atlanta, and that's where I had always heard about yeah. it. Just to tag on to the end of this, John and I went to the AMC Dine-In the other a Dine-In Theater the other night again, and again the food was really good. Uh, it's a great experience. We saw the movie Crazy Stupid Love, mm-hmm. which was surprising and fun. We really enjoyed it. But it's a great experience. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, I think we're going to go see the help there, hopefully. Yeah, help and the smokes. I explained to John that he should be prepared on August 10th to go to the theater. Yeah. To see the terrible, awful thing. The terrible, awful thing. <laughs> right. Thank you, Scott. Teresa. Yes, Tinkerbell and her fairy friends found their way back into the Magic Kingdom recently. Tinkerbell's magical nook officially opened in Adventureland, offering guests a chance to meet the pixies and get photos and autographs. The Disney fairies were formerly found in Toontown. Then they had a brief stint in Epcot. Now they're back in the Magic Kingdom. I don't think those fairies pay their rent. <laughs> Getting kicked like out of squatters. <laughs> like squatters. See, while it's technically not Pixie Hollow, Tinkerbell's magical nook looks a whole lot like their former Toontown meet and greet spot. Inside, guests are shrunk down and transported to this special nook where fairies can talk, not just Tink. I didn't write that. Um, <laughs> the entrance to Tinkerbell's magical nook is on the right, just after passing over the Adventureland Bridge before Aloha Isle. So oh, we're going to go check it that out. Spot that spot Usually, kind of isn't dead that, space. Yeah, isn't, isn't that the smoking section? <laughs> well, now Tink's back there. You shrink down. Puffing she up. does sell cigarettes. Does she? <laughs> One of those things around with boxes around her neck. Somebody, oh, I, love that. I always wanted to do that when I was a kid. Okay, go ahead. Somebody, a prince or somebody meets outside, and then the fairies meet inside. A prince? Yeah, there was somebody He's else. Called doing the bouncer. A, there was somebody doing a meet and greet outside. There is it related? Because it maybe Peter Pan or somebody who's related to? Well, Aladdin's no. just a little bit farther down. I don't know. I've got to get over there and check it out. Yeah. Stella's wanting to go over there. And oh, I have to go with you. I hope we went. Oh yeah, I'm hoping. Um, what's the the guy fairy? What's his name? Bill. It's not Bill. I want to say <laughs> Gary Fairy, but that's not um, it. What the crap was? Gary Fairy. Terrence. Yeah, that's Terrence. Oh, that was close. Yeah, we're hoping Terrence is there. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Terry the fairy? Terry the fairy. <laughs> right. Speaking of, you were talking about this, and there... Um, Are you going to hijack everyone's rapid fire? Really? It's a discussion show. Relax. Um, somebody's posted something interesting on the boards that I thought was really kind of cool. She talked about the fact... Um, it's about the movie Tangled, and she talks about the marketing folks as being oh, I saw geniuses, that. and how... Instead of calling it Rapunzel and making this a princess-based movie, they've called it something different. And she says it's her son's favorite movie because of the fact that – is it Finn or Flynn? Flynn. 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 Uh, Finn's is such, uh, <laughs> is such a, a, a huge presence in this. And had it been a princess movie, he wouldn't have watched it. And he likes it because Rapunzel is so tough. She hits people with frying mm-hmm. pans. And how he had asked to then see Cinderella, and he was kind of disappointed that she was such a wimp. Really? Yeah, that she funny. wasn't. So it, I think it's interesting that this has uh, attracted a little boy audience. Yeah, because of the fact that they didn't market it as a new princess movie. Well, yeah, we've seen it. It's very, very action. It's very yeah, action-packed. it's great. It's Do you want to know what Max's favorite Disney movie was when he was little? Do you know Max? 
He watched it over in a Beauty and the Beast. He absolutely loved it. Huh. Hours it, and hours. It of- makes me feel old that you watched that when you were little. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> right. I saw that in the movie theater. Thank you, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Kathy? The Tiki Room is coming back August the 15th, and it's coming back as the original yeah. version. So hey. if you've, you've passed it up because you thought it was obnoxious. So that the means the little red birds aren't going to be there anymore? The little... Means uh, Yago and Zazu. Zazu won't be yeah. part of the show anymore. Yeah, that's the only one I've ever seen. So. It'll be like how it is out in Disneyland. Okay, boring. So. <laughs> well, I, I liked like it. it. I liked it at sure. Disneyland because, again, that was like waltz. That's yeah. kind of a legacy thing, and they yeah. probably shouldn't have messed with it to begin. Other birds yeah. are all going to click in their eyes. Click, I hope so. <laughs> if they don't click, it's not original. The little bird of paradise is over there. Yeah. So I'll be there August 15th to see it. All the birdies singing the flowers croon. Yeah. I like that it. might be backwards. I'll be there. I'm going to see it. Be there, be square. All right. Thank you, Kathy. That'll do it for this segment. Thank you, everybody, for participating in our news and rapid fire and housekeeping segment. Um, we hope you listen to the rest of the segments we have this week, including our other shows that will be showing up. And that'll do it for the Diz Unplugged. Thanks. Thanks.